1: Jesus said, If you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples. Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. The pilot of a small aircraft noticed a car beneath him on a winding road was stuck behind a truck. The driver made several attempts to pull out, but had to pull back in again because of oncoming traffic. The pilot said to himself, If only I could talk to the driver, then I could tell him when it is safe to move out. Well, God is our pilot, and He has perfect knowledge of what is best for our lives. Jeremiah the prophet said, O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself, it is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. God has a will and a purpose for our lives, and He wants to guide us into it. God's guidance is a real thing. It is vital to our well-being as Christians. Paul prayed that the Colossians might be filled with the knowledge of His will. God has always promised to guide His people. The book of Proverbs says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not under your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. This is Set Free with Ken Legg.
0: This week a subject I'm sure that you have grappled with, I know I have, Hearing God's Voice. After all, does He speak to us individually? And how can we know for sure that His will for our lives is this or that? Very important questions, Ken. And I'm sure that there are a few people out there right now who are looking to God to speak to them about some particular issue in their lives, maybe facing some big decision or other and need His guidance right now. Yes,
1: I'm sure you're right there, Phil. And of course, the answer to that question, does God speak to us today, is an emphatic yes. God surely does speak to us as individuals today. Also, He's concerned about those tough day-to-day decisions that we face and that we have to make. Now, when we go back to the Old Testament times, we see that God primarily directed his people by means of what was called the Urim and Thummim. The Urim and Thummim. Exactly. It sounds like a couple of planets or something. Right. Well, actually, there were two stones which were placed in the breastplate of judgment that was worn by the high priest. Okay. Because linen fabric from which the breastplate was made was folded two, it was like a, a pouch or a bag, if you like. And uh, these two stones, some people think they were like yes-no stones. So they would consult the high priest, mm-hmm. should we go to war? He would put his hand into the bag, pull out one. It was either a yes or a no. Okay, And that was the way that he guided the children of Israel back in those days. In fact, the book of Proverbs says this, the lot is cast into the lap or bosom, but it's every decision is from the law. They really believed that as they committed it to God, they consulted him, whatever stone came out was his will. It was his way of directing the children of Israel under the Old Covenant. Now, the wonderful thing about the breastplate of judgment is that it was um, actually worn under the breastplate, close to the heart of the high priest. In other words, God's guidance of his people was very close to his heart. He cared about them. He wore them, as it were, on, on his breast and uh, he was really concerned about their direction in life. Loves love
0: this imagery that they're in. We see this all through the Old Testament with lots of different things where it is close to God's heart, and he wants to direct our lives in the same sort of way. It's close to his heart that we should
1: be aligned to his will. Yeah, that's the point, Phil. I, I think sometimes we think, you know, he's got too busy to answer my question to lead me, guide me. He's got all these people. He's He's mm. got to lead and guide, but um, actually... Uh, the direction for our lives is very close to the heart of God. Mm. Now,
0: sometimes you'll hear people say that God has spoken to them audibly, or you know, He sent an angel or there were some lights in the sky, or you know something. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced anything like that, but
1: when you say God speaks to us, is that what you're talking about, the things, kind of things we should expect? Well, look, I don't think those things are the norm. I think we need to say that very clearly. Uh, in fact, we're going to look at what is the normal way that God does okay. speak to his children. This week we're going to develop that thought and that theme, but we'll also look at some of the wrong ideas that people have had about hearing God's voice and about the will of God. Uh, of course, I'm not saying that God can't speak to us audibly, or by sending an angel, you know, I don't, I don't uh, challenge people to say I saw an angel, I heard the audible voice of God, or I, you know, I had a vision. In fact, sometimes He does speak in those ways because He has already spoken to us, but we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, okay. So the more spectacular way that He speaks sometimes can be, "Hey, look, you weren't listening. I've got to speak louder <laughs> to get your attention." I mean, so you know, for example, when um, Peter had that vision. Uh, you remember about the sheet coming down from yes. heaven? Yes, I remember The clean beast and the unclean beast. You know, I'm not going to take anything that's unclean. Never done that, Lord. Actually, that was an object lesson to get a message across to Peter that he should have got by now because – Uh, you know, the Lord already shared to him that the Gentiles were going to be included. They're not to be regarded as unclean. But the apostles were very, very slow to get it. It was really Paul that had that revelation. But the other apostles, it took them a while to get it. And in the end, you know, he needed a a vision from heaven so that he Hmm. could be really convinced that, hey, God's, you know, God wants us to reach out to these Gentiles.
0: Yeah, I like the way you put that. It took him a while to get it because, you know, we're like that too, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. I think uh, it takes a while to to get it. (laughs) And even that whole concept that God would speak to us is one that maybe we don't get sometimes too. We might think, oh, you know, God would never speak to me. Why would he? But
1: there are promises in the Bible that says that he will, aren't there? Oh, many, Phil. I mean, you know, Jesus said, my sheep, hear my voice. Um, Look, I think one of the first references that we hear as new Christians, at least I can only speak in my own life, but it does seem to be that everybody knows that those verses in Proverbs where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. So there are promises like these, and and here's a good one in the Psalms. Psalm 32, verses 8 and 9, he said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eye upon you. Do not be like the horse or like the mule, which must be harnessed with bit and bridle, else they will not come near you. Mm. I like that. You
0: know, that passage there, it's beautiful. It says he will guide us with his eye upon us. Now that's different to saying, you know, okay, you go down the road and turn left and whatever, whatever. You're kind of on your own. You are point in the right direction and hope for the best. No, he's actually guiding us and watching us like a hawk yeah you know sitting with his own. eye upon us, that's it, and it uh, suggests that he's not only that he's present with us throughout the whole journey, but also that if we go off
1: the path that he'll put us back on the track too. Very comforting, I think, Phil. and did you notice the last part of that passage too? He said, don't be like the horse um, that needs to be held back from doing its own thing mm. and don't be like the mule that needs to be goaded into moving forward. so I think there's there's extremes in both directions there um, let's look at a couple of examples of those things uh, in the Bible, like Saul would be a good example of someone that that was just went on doing his own will. He was the horse. You know? He was the horse, strong-willed person. Mm. In fact actually there's a there's a passage in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 14 and uh, in this passage they're just about to go out to war. And Saul asked for guidance. So he brings the priest, like just like we've been talking, you know, he's got the breastplate. Yep. And he says, should we or shouldn't we, you know, get the stone? <laughs> is it a yes or is it a no? Yep. And then just as he said that and the priest was about to, you know, to seek the Lord and get that word from God, they heard the voice of the Philistines. So he basically said, forget it. We go, You know, it's time to act now. We can't wait for God. And you see that what happened after that is that God blessed them anyway because, God blesses in spite of us, not 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 because of us. thank God for that. But it says that, you know, he actually distressed Israel that day. And um, from there on, he didn't hear the voice of God anymore. When he asked God to speak, it was like, you know, the heavens were as brass because he had no regard for the word of God. He was so strong-willed. He was just going to do his own thing anyway. Was it know? like as if God was saying, well, you don't need me, you know? Yeah, anymore, or at least you don't think you do. I think it was, you know. But then you look at the other extreme. um, Don't be like the mule. You know, when God does speak, then move ahead in faith. Now, I think there an example would be Gideon. (laughs) You know, Gideon knew the will of God. God spoke to him, but he still put a fleece out. Yep. You know, can you say it again? Can you confirm it? Can you confirm it again? But God was pretty patient with him. Oh, he's patient with all of us, Phil. And uh, <laughs> and that's why I think you know we yeah, need thank to just... Goodness uh, for that. <laughs> I think the good thing here, though, about guidance is um, it comes down to a matter of trust. See, Saul, he should have just trusted the law that God would speak, and then whatever God said, that would be his will, and he would be safe within the will of God. And with Gideon, you know, like once God has spoken, then he should have just trusted what God has said and known that God was with him and would lead him and guide for him and provide for him and give him the ultimate victory. And so I think when we're thinking about the will of God and God speaking to us, when God does speak, there is always a response that's required from us. And that response is one of faith, one of trust, and one of just basically resting in what God has said to us.
0: Helpful advice on hearing God's voice. And we'll have more for you tomorrow. Until then, remember you don't have to carry that baggage. God wants you to be set free.
1: For books, DVDs, small group studies and other resources from Ken Lake and details about Ken's ministry, visit the Vision Christian store at vision.org.au. That's vision.org.au.